Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 166 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap and dish out my ballers and stallers for week 16. For those of you that got your hashtag TCK titles, congratulations. Those of you fighting for them in week 17, let's get it. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Yo, TCK Potters. I apologize for being out for the last week or so. It has been a uh, wonderful holiday season for me and my family. I hope the same for you. Uh, I know I am late in the game here this week, but I want to make sure I get in a couple episodes before the final week of the regular season, week 17. For those of you that wrapped up your fantasy football leagues in week 16, got those hashtag TCK titles, congratulations. Those of you that were runner-ups, congratulations to you as well for getting that far. And uh, for everybody else, yo, there's always next year. There's more teams. Um, you can get DFS going on in the playoffs. You can get ready and your research on for 2020. Fantasy football never stops. Here on the TCK pod, we're going to wrap up um, week 17 this week and dive into a couple episodes for the rest of the season until the Super Bowl and then take a little bit of a break, probably just maybe one episode a week, uh, maybe two between uh, the Super Bowl and the NFL draft. Um, but I will kind of uh, preview and recap what we're going to be doing for the rest of the season. Some recap episodes as I did last year, um, just kind of going back on predictions and see where everything led us, how we got to this point in a previewing 2020 season. But that is soon to come. Before then, uh, again, I know I'm late. It is Friday, uh, but I want to make sure I drop a couple episodes here. Um, it's just been crazy with uh, my my family celebrates Christmas, and um, we had a Christmas Adam on the 23rd, Christmas Eve on the 24th, Christmas on uh, the 25th, of course, and then another kind of uh, day off lounging with the kid out of school and everything else. So anyway, I apologize for uh, taking so long to get to y'all, but I uh, appreciate the patience. And those of you that have reached out in the DMs, um, I hope I have been helpful. And again, not many of you are playing this week, but for those of you that are, let's get those hashtag TCK titles. Without any further ado, let's dive back to week 16. We'll uh, recap everything that went down in the championship week and get ready for week 17 for those of you still active. Diving back to the Saturday games, we had three Saturday games. Let's start first with the Texans and the Buccaneers. Texans get the win on the uh, on the road in Tampa Bay, 23-20. Texans moved to 10-5, big week this week versus the Titans for the playoff seeding. Buccaneers 7-8, and eight, hoping to get to 500 this week. Uh, the Texans win the AFC South title with a win over the Bucs. Big move for them. Uh, Jameis Winston, four turnovers, but he does get you 300 through the air and a touchdown. Ronald Jones, 77 and a touchdown. Rashad Perryman stays hot in uh, replacement of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin looks out again this week, um, so make sure you're uh, you know dealing with the injuries and the outs. I'm going to do my best I can uh, to preview all of those on the next episode. Stay tuned, but I'm um, just making sure that you're keeping track of that. Brashad Perryman, 7 for 102, stays hot, and uh, Justin Watson as well. Um, for the Texans, uh, not much uh, going on. Deshaun Watson leaves you scoreless, and uh, New Hopkins gets his, but otherwise not much going on there. So, um Big uh, big kick by Kaimi Fairbairn at the very end there for a touch or for the game winner, but 23-20 Texans over the Bucks. 
Next up, the Bills and the Patriots. The Bills had a good chance to win this game multiple times, but the Patriots are the Patriots, especially at home in Foxborough. They get to win 24-17, move to 12-3. and The Bucks. 10 and 5 on the seat or excuse me the bucks the bills 10 and 5 on the season hoping to stay uh playoff eligible tom brady passes for 271 and a touchdown um sony michelle 21 carries 96 yards no touchdown there he hasn't scored in a number of weeks but he's getting you that volume in non-ppr leagues and cole beasley uh seven for 108 there for the bills so the patriots get it done uh, they remain the second seed. They're behind the Baltimore Ravens at 12-3 and three and uh, look to uh, round out the season this year um, against the lowly Miami Dolphins. However, the Dolphins have kind of been the kryptonite for the Patriots over the last handful of years. So we'll see what happens in Week 17. But uh, the Patriots need to keep a win here so they can keep that home field advantage in Foxborough. 24-17, Patriots over the Bills. Third game on Saturday, the 49ers and the Rams in a great game here. The 49ers escape late, uh, 34-31. They move to 12-3, and still in the driver's seat in the NFC. A huge, huge game, game of the week, game of the year, really. Uh, Sunday night, last football game of the regular season, Niners and Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. That's going to be for the division, potentially the number one seed. A lot on the line there for um, the Niners and the Seahawks. Niners get a win here, 34-31 over the Rams. The Rams are 8-7, and seven, pretty much uh, out of the – actually, they were eliminated from the playoffs there. So the Rams, um, no go. Uh, I had a bold prediction preseason after the Rams, of course, coming back from a uh, Super Bowl appearance. Um, last year, I had a bold prediction that they were not even going to make the playoffs this year, and sure enough, they have not. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I uh, had a couple third uh, and 16s to set up Robbie Gold's last-minute uh, field goal, so they get the big win there. Jared Goff, 300 yards and two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, 11 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I expect him to be the number one moving into 2020 next year uh, if they make any moves there. Um, Robert Woods stays hot, 8 for 117. Todd Gurley also had a, a number of carries as well. So Niners, big win at home, take care of business, 34-31. Moving into the Sunday slate, the Falcons and the Jaguars. Falcons, big win here at home, 24-12. These are really just pride games, but they move to 6-9 and nine on the year. Jags fall to 5-10. and 10. Falcons score two early touchdowns, and pretty much uh, the Jags have given up once again, as we mentioned multiple times here. Devonta Freeman scores two touchdowns. Um, for the Falcons, Matt Ryan, 384 and a touchdown as well. Leonard Fournette, just 71 yards on the ground. And Julio Jones, 10 receptions, 166 yards. So Julio doing his thing. Falcons big win over the Jags, 24-12. Next up, we have the Ravens taking care of business against the Browns in Cleveland, 31-15. Ravens holding down that number one seed in the AFC. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC goes through Baltimore. Scary place to play in general, definitely in the winter outside. The Browns fall to 6-9 and nine on the season as well. The Ravens win their 11th straight game. Lamar Jackson, 2 for uh, 38 and 3 touchdowns through the air. Um, he also rushes for over 100 yards as well. Mark Andrews, 6 for 93 and 2 touchdowns. Mark Ingram had a nice game as well. All three of them are going to be out for Week 17. Make sure uh, they're just resting their players, getting ready for the 
playoffs. They're going to have two weeks off, of course, because the Ravens also have that bye. Uh, so keep an eye on your Ravens in week 17, uh, but they look very strong. I expect a lot of changes in Cleveland next year, primarily Freddie Kitchens. Uh, coaching. We'll see if Odell Beckham comes back healthy. Travis Landry, we'll see if he sticks around. Uh, and Odell, if he sticks around. And um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, what they're going to do there as well. Maybe a healthy Njoku and offensive line would help too. Uh, I had ex- high expectations like everybody else for the Browns this year. It just didn't pan out. I do expect them to uh, progress next year, but the Browns, rough once again. Um, 31 31- 15 Ravens beat the Browns in Cleveland. Next up, the Saints and the Titans. This was a great game back and forth the entire game. Um, the Saints get the win here 38 28, uh, moved to 12 and 3. Again, up there with the Niners and the Packers in the top of the pack for the NFC. The Titans fall to 8 and 7. We need to beat the Texans this week and have some other things pan out for them to get that win um, and get into the playoffs here. Drew Brees, 279 and three touchdowns. Camara. Uh, 80 yards on the ground and two touchdowns of Michael Thomas. Absolutely unbelievable. 12 receptions, 136 and a touchdown. Um, He sets the record passing Marvin Harrison for the most receptions in a single season and then uh, starts to beat his own record there. So very impressive from the Saints, of course. Um, Titans actually played pretty well in this game. They came back uh, down 10 a few different times, but the Saints eventually just persevered, even on the road. I actually thought the Titans were going to win this game overall, but the Saints played well. They showed up. They got business to handle as well. And there's murmurs in the bushes. As of this podcast, it may drop by the time you uh, – the news may drop by the time you get this podcast, but uh, Antonio Brown has been working out with the Saints as well, so we'll see what happens there. Big win for the Saints, 38-28. Moving on to the Colts and the Panthers. This is really just a pride game. Colts, huge win, bounce back 38-6 to at home versus the Panthers. Will Greer gets a start pretty rough, 224 and three touchdowns. I thought he would do much better. He did not. Marlon Mack for the Colts, 95 yards and a touchdown. I expect a huge game from him this week. And Christian McCaffrey, 15 receptions, one 19. He's got multiple records he can smash this week. Um, I expect him to get 20 plus carries, maybe even 30 touches in the game to uh, go after a couple of records because they do not have anything else to play for in Cleveland. So why not let McCaffrey try to have a, um, you know, historic season? We'll see what happens there. So uh, Jacoby Brissett better at home, Marlon Mack better at home, T.Y. Hilton still struggling, uh, but the Colts look better at home, uh, 38-6 over the Panthers. Next up, Dolphins and the Bungles. Bungles keep it competitive. This one actually goes into overtime, um, but the Dolphins get the win, 38-35. to The Bengals solidify that number one pick in the 2020 draft. It is said that Joe Burrow from LSU is pretty much on his way there. However, they do have a number of quarterbacks in Cincinnati, so we'll see if they trade down. Uh, maybe they go with another position. We'll see what happens there come April. But as of right now, it looks like Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner from LSU, will be heading to Cincinnati. But we're a handful of months from that, so we won't speculate. Um, Dolphins get it done in overtime. Ryan Fitzmagic over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Miles Gaskin running back here for the Dolphins, uh, 55 yards and a touchdown. And Tyler Boyd uh, gets resurrected here late, a nine for 128 and two touchdowns. A nice game from uh, Joe Mixon as well and um, uh, Andy Dalton. 38-35 Dolphins uh, over the Bungles. Next up, the Jets upset the Steelers. I think it's an upset. I actually picked the Jets to win the game. I still think it's an upset, though. The Steelers fall to 8-7. and seven. Uh, They need a lot to happen, a win and a lot to happen for the Steelers to make the playoffs. The Jets out of the playoffs. They move uh, fall 
or move up to six and nine. Um, they're just trying to keep a pride game as well. Uh, Sam Darnold just 183 and a touchdown. Lev Bell, 25 carries, but just 72 yards. Gross. Deontay Johnson, eight receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. I like Deontay Johnson and James Washington, but definitely Deontay Johnson moving into next year with Juju. I think that's going to be a great pair there. So now Juju does return in this game. Not much, though. Uh, Duck Hodges started the game. He was terrible. He was benched. Mason Rudolph comes in. He was worse. He was benched. They bring Duck Hodges back into the game at quarterback. He throws another pick. Rough. We'll see what happens with Big Ben in 2020. Uh, there's murmurs that he might retire, but he's been saying that for about three years. We'll see if he comes back, see what happens there. But as of right now, the Steelers have some serious quarterback issues. Even if they do make it to the playoffs, they will be smashed by any of the uh, top-tier um AFC teams so uh, I, I would like to see the Titans in there instead uh, personally just because I think they'd be a better matchup for people but Jets on at home 16-10 big win over the Steelers next up the Giants and the Redskins another overtime game Daniel Jones five touchdowns as the Giants get past the Redskins in overtime 41-35 uh, the Giants move to four and eleven. The Redskins fall to three and twelve. Saquon Barkley twenty-two for one eighty-nine and a touchdown on the ground. Golden Tate six for ninety-six through the air. Saquon hasn't done much this season regularly, but the last two weeks he has absolutely been beasting. So if somehow you made the playoffs still with Saquon Barkley struggling and injured this year, uh, the last couple of weeks he may have been a week or a league winner, really, um, which you drafted him as as your number one pick. So congrats to those of you that hung on and made it with Saquon. For the Redskins, not much going on. Terry McLaurin enters the um, concussion protocol. I don't expect him in week 17. Uh, I actually forgot to mention uh, DJ Moore also for the Panthers, probably out for week 17 as well. Um, so big day for the Giants and the Redskins, really. Two horrible defenses. They get it done. But Daniel Jones showing promise in New York, uh, 352 and five touchdowns, 41-35 Giants over the Redskins. Next up, the Lions and the Broncos in Mile High. Uh, this one was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. Actually, Broncos get the win 27-17. They moved to 6-9 as well. The Lions fall to 3-11-1, and 27-17. The Broncos win at home. Uh, Drew Locke just 192 and a touchdown, but it was enough. Phillip Lindsay, 19 carries, 109 and a touchdown on the ground. And Kenny Galladay, the lone bright spot for uh, the Lions, six for 66 and a touchdown. on Johnson did return in this game, had a limited role. Uh, it was just good to see him out there healthy. Hopefully he plays this week in week 17, knock the rust off, have a have a healthy offseason. Hopefully you know he'll be drafted in the fourth, fifth round again next year. But, man, first two years uh, getting banged up there for on. So hopefully that can uh, improve moving forward. Um, for the Broncos, Philip Lindsay is definitely the guy. We'll see what they do uh, next year with everybody there, uh, Royce Freeman and and uh, Drew Locke and everybody else, and see if they ride him out or go for a quarterback as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens to the draft. But 27-17, Broncos over the Lions. Next up, the Raiders, big win over the Chargers, staying alive here 24-17 in L.A. The Raiders move to 7-8, and eight, trying to get to 500. You've probably heard it by now, but the Raiders need to win and four other teams need to lose for the Raiders to make the playoffs. So it's a long shot. I personally think the hardest part of that entire equation is the Raiders beating the Broncos this week. We'll see what happens there. But the uh, Chargers start hot and then end completely cold like they do every single season. It's ridiculous how this team is so talented on paper and just can never get it done. It's very odd. Um they fall to five and ten on the season. Derek Carr, two 
uh, 91 in the touchdown. DeAndre Washington filling in for um, Josh Jacobs again, who had shoulder surgery this week. We'll see what his status is for week 17 as well. 23 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown for Washington. And Hunter Renfro, seven for 107 and a touchdown. Uh, rookie out of Syrac- um, Syracuse, Clemson. Uh, I'm excited about him moving forward, but uh, we shall see what goes on there. So. Uh, not much from your studs uh, uh, for the Chargers. You start all those guys in week 17, but man, I think they might shake up a little bit at quarterback next year too in LA, and we'll see if that helps them out. But the Raiders, big win, staying alive 24-17. Next up, the Eagles beat the Cowboys 17-9. to uh, I expected the Cowboys to come out and really show some pride. I think they're much more talented than the Eagles, but the Eagles clearly have a lot more give a shit uh, this time of year, the Cowboys technically are still alive in the playoffs, but I don't see them making it unless they uh, they get a win. The Eagles lose, um, and there's a couple other tiebreakers there, so we'll see what happens. But Eagles get the win, eight and seven. Cowboys fall to seven and eight. Uh, Carson Wentz three nineteen and a touchdown. Miles Sanders twenty for seventy nine and a touchdown on the ground. And Mike uh, Michael Gallup five for ninety eight through the air. So. I think Michael Gallup is the number one receiver right now with Amari Cooper a little bit banged up in Dallas. You start all your Cowboys, of course, and your Eagles, um, but really just an embarrassing embarrassing uh, second half of the season here for the Cowboys. Um, no touchdowns on the day, just three field goals there, and um, Eagles able to get it done at home 17-9. to Next up, the Cardinals upset of the week over the Seahawks. The Seahawks really needed to get a win at home. Um, Lucas and I both predicted that the Seahawks would kill them, and they did not. Uh, the Cardinals, big showing here, 27-13 in Seattle. Cardinals 5-9-1. Uh, Seattle now 11-4. and four. Again, that huge matchup against the 49ers Sunday Night Football. Cardinals, very impressive. And um, with Kyler Murray and you know young running backs, other than David Johnson, who I think they'll trade and get something for, uh, maybe draft picks or whatever. But uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, maybe coming back, maybe not. But they got some other options there. A young defense that's improving. The Cardinals could be pretty pretty solid in that in the next year or two. I expect uh, Kyler Murray to take a significant jump. I don't know about Lamar Jackson's standards of what he's done, but I think he will be the the Lamar Jackson of next year in drafts. I think we're going to draft him in like the. 10th to 5th, you know, 13th round, depending on your drafts. And um, I think Kyler Murray is going to finish as a QB1. So uh, just dual threat. I think he's going to get more comfortable in the NFL. And um, I think the, the Cardinals are going to surprise next year. We shall see. Russell Wilson just 169 and a touchdown for the Seahawks. Kenyon Drake, 24 carries, 166 and two touchdowns. He also has been carrying people to their fantasy championships. So congratulations if you're able to uh, hold on to Kenyon Drake through all the Dolphin days or you picked him up off a waiver or something either way big move for him larry fitz does have a 21 yard touchdown and jacob hollister five receptions 64 yards for the seahawks uh unfortunately cj Procise and um chris carson both lost for the season with um injuries it looks like uh well as you know by now marshawn lynch has been signed by the seahawks uh it'll be interesting to see if he goes right into that role or if homer gets the start there but uh either way i think um if if marshawn does play um and you're really struggling at running back you could fire him up but i would not be super confident against the 49ers there cardinals big win 27 13 two more games here sunday night football the Chiefs and the Bears, this game was over before it started. Uh, Mahomes throws two touchdowns, and he runs for a touchdown, uh, 251 and two touchdowns there. Damian Williams, 
Uh, 16 for 65. I think he'll be fine this week as well. And Travis Kelsey stays hot, eight for 74 and a touchdown. Um, the Chiefs 26 to three over the Bears moved to 11 and four. The Bears fall to seven and eight. They are done a couple weeks ago, but now for sure didn't even score until a field goal in the third quarter. Uh, the Chiefs got up 17, nothing and a half, and it was pretty much done from there. So not much to report from this game, but um, the Bears, man, it'll be interesting to see what they do too with Trubisky. Final year of his rookie deal. Um, David Montgomery, if he gets a bigger role, uh, these receivers are great. Tariq Cohen's awesome. Their defense should be much better when they're healthy. We'll see what happens with the Bears next year, but uh, not enough for the Chiefs, even in Chicago. 26-3, the Chiefs with a big win. Last game of the week, Packers 23, Vikings 10. Packers move to 12-3. and They're tied up there with the Saints and the 49ers. <clears throat> Uh, the Vikings uh, lose t- ten to five. They are still looking uh, to make it into the wild card spot. It's just a matter of if they're going to be the five or the six seed, kind of depending on some other things there. So the um, Vikings lose twenty three to ten, um, and the Packers really just kind of roll them early. I think the Packers could have put up a lot more points in this game, but they, for some reason, are just kind of pumping the brakes on these games. But Aaron Rodgers, 216 and a pick, no touchdown there. But Aaron Jones, huge game, 23 carries, 154 and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 13 carries, 116 yards. Big game for Devontae as well. Dalvin Cook um, out in this game. Alexander Madison out in this game. Mike Boone was supposed to have a huge workload. He did have a decent workload, but did not do much there. Thielen either. Diggs caught a long touchdown, but that was about it for the Vikings. So we'll see what happens with them in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to hang with the big dogs once it comes down. This game was in Minnesota, and the Packers were able to do enough there. And honestly, I think the Packers are the weakest team of the top teams. I think the Niners, the Seahawks even, and the Saints uh, are all better than the Packers, but they keep winning the game, so they're up there. So Packers 23, Vikings 10. That wraps up the Week 16 uh, schedule recap. Um, After the break, as usual, I'll get into my ballers and stallers for Week 16. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid 
to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ballers and stallers from week 16. Let's jump right into the quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, huge game here. Of course, Eli came in for the last couple of weeks, but Daniel Jones is back after his injury. 352 yards and five touchdowns, another 12 yards on the ground, 35 yards from Daniel Jones. A lot of promise there in New York. Hopefully they can uh, stay healthy around him and fix up that defense, and the Giants might be competitive there in the NFC East. Next up, Andy Dalton, 396 and four touchdowns, almost 34 fantasy points there. I don't think anybody started Andy Dalton outside of two QB leagues. However, if by chance you were hurting a quarterback and you were streaming all season and you ended up with Andy Dalton plus Daniel Jones or Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Tannehill, you probably just won your fantasy league. So like that late round streaming QB, Ryan Fitzmagic, 419, four touchdowns and just nine yards on the ground. But uh, Ryan Fitzmagic getting it done over 30 points again. Lamar Jackson, 238 and three in the air, 17 carries, 100 yards on the ground, uh, getting that nice floor there, almost 30 points from him. He will not play in week 17, so make sure that you have your Ravens out of your lineup as they're going to be resting this week in week 17 uh, against the uh, Steelers, but also um, having that bye in the uh, NFL playoffs as well. So, Resting up those guys uh, looking for a potential Super Bowl run. Patrick Mahomes, 251 and two touchdowns, another rushing score as well. Ryan Tannehill, uh, really the pickup of the year at this point, 272 and three touchdowns for him. Drew Brees stays hot, 379 and three touchdowns, setting records and keeping the pace uh, there with his own records and also helping out Michael Thomas. Derek Carr, 291 and a touchdown, had a rushing score as well. Josh Allen, just 200 yards, but two scores for him and 43 yards on the ground. A couple stallers here. Jared Goff, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Carson Wentz, 300 yards and a touchdown, just 22 yards on the ground. Tom Brady, under 300 yards and just one touchdown. Uh, not, nobody's playing Case Keenum, but I'll mention it. 158 and a touchdown. He had a rushing score as well. Matt Ryan, 384, but just one score and two picks. Jacoby Brissett, under 120 yards. He did have a rushing score there. A couple other deeper names here that might have let you down. Baker Mayfield, 192 and two scores. Kyler Murray, 118 and one. Another 40 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott, 265. Uh, no touchdowns for him at all. Phillip Rivers, 279. No touchdowns. Jameis Winston, 335. One touchdown, but four picks. Russell Wilson, 169 and a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph, and David Blau all have a touchdown. And uh, Deshaun Watson and... Um, Aaron Rodgers do not. So those are your ballers and stallers for the quarterback position. We'll jump into the running backs. Saquon Barkley, the Giants really tearing it up this week against the Redskins. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley over 40 fantasy points. Of course, that's in PPR. 22 carries, 189, and a touchdown on the ground. Four receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown through the air as well. So Saquon healthy, looking great, and should be the number one or two pick uh, with Christian McCaffrey heading into next year, assuming he stays healthy as well. Good to see him back in action. Devonta Freeman uh, shows up better late than never, I suppose, if you're still firing him up. 13 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And... Uh, see nine for 74 and a touchdown on 10 targets through the air. So with Calvin Ridley out, Austin Hooper struggling, Devonta Freeman definitely getting it done. Kenyon Drake, another pickup of the year, 24 carries, 166 and two touchdowns, another 18 through the air. Christian McCaffrey doesn't score and has over three uh, 30 fantasy points with 13 carries, 54 yards and 15 receptions for 119 on 15 targets. So Christian McCaffrey doesn't even score and he has over 30 PPR fantasy points, that's almost cheating. Alvin Kamara, 11 carries, 80 yards and two touchdowns, six receptions, 30 yards on seven targets for Kamara, about 30 fantasy points there. Aaron Jones, a big game as well. Uh, Rodgers definitely struggled, but Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams carried the Packers over the Vikings, 23 carries, 154 and two, and uh, another two receptions for six yards as well for Aaron Jones. He did lose a early fumble, but um, it – after a couple runs by Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones was back in and, and clearly still showing he's the best running back in the backfield. Miles Sanders, uh, 20 carries, 79 yards and a touchdown, five receptions for 77 yards uh, through the air. I like Miles Sanders a lot next year. I think he'll probably be a third-round pick there for the Eagles, depending on what they do in the backfield. Melvin Gordon, nine for 15, but he gets two touchdowns, just 15 yards. Actually, see, he had 47 total yards on 15 carries or touches rather, uh, but he does get two touchdowns. So bolsters your fantasy roster there. A couple honorable mentions, uh, Ronald Jones, 77 yards and a touchdown over hundred total yards. Philip Lindsay over hundred yards rushing and a touchdown as well. Deandre Washington, um, 106 total yards and a touchdown as well on 25 touches. you like to see that Damian Williams 16 for 65 and uh, 27 yards and a touchdown through the air as well. Marlon Mack, um, over 100 total yards and a touchdown. Rex Burkhead gets a score as well, four receptions for 77 yards. Mark Ingram, 8 for 55 and a, and a receiving score as well. Again, he will be out in Week 17. Make sure you make those uh, differences there. Todd Gurley, two rushing scores. Zeke Elliott, um, no scores, but he does have 84 total yards on 20 touches. Uh, There's another you know, couple honorable mentions here. Jordan Wilkins, Justice Hill, Naeem Hines, uh, and Leonard Fournette all over that 100-yard mark. A couple uh, players that could have let you down here. Um, Adrian Peterson, if you were starting him in a lower flex, just 36 yards, but he did score. Le'Veon Bell, 29 touches, uh, 93 total yards, um, so not the best average, but Le'Veon Bell just getting you that volume, just not scoring touchdowns. Uh, Austin Eckler, just four for 11 on the ground and five for 58 through the air, no touchdowns for him. Um, Raheem Mostert, 11 for 53 and a touchdown, but nothing through the air. Sonny Michelle, 21 for 96, just one reception for him. And Joe Mixon, 21 carries for 50 yards and 23 uh, yards through the air on two uh, receptions there. So those are your running back ballers installers. Get over to the receivers here and then the tight ends. And we'll get out of here. Tyler Boyd for the Bungles. Huge game here, over 30 fantasy points, nine for 128 and two touchdowns. Michael Thomas, record setting day, passing Marvin Harrison for the most receptions all time in a single season, 12 for 136 and a touchdown, 17 targets. They were feeding him the ball, obviously. Julio Jones, 10 for 66, no touchdown, but 15 targets for Julio. Steven Smith, 
or excuse me, Steven Sims Jr. for the Redskins, six for 64 and two touchdowns on 10 targets. Um, I like him in week 17 with uh, Terry McLaurin most likely out in concussion protocol. Tyjay Sharp, uh, who we haven't really heard from all season uh, in Tennessee, but he gets the two touchdowns and 69 yards. I don't expect him to continue that. It should be Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, but Tyjay Sharp ends up getting the touchdown, so he gets the fantasy points. Hunter Renfro plays well for the Raiders, seven for 107 and a touchdown on nine targets. Devontae Adams, 13 for 116 on 16 targets. Devontae Parker, five for 111 and a touchdown on 15 targets. Deontay Johnson, eight for 81 and a touchdown on nine targets. And Robert Woods, eight for 117 on 11 targets. Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, and um, Deshaun Hamilton all have uh, under 80 yards receiving, but they do have a touchdown on six receptions. Each Cole Beasley and Bashad Perryman uh, failed to score, but they do have seven receptions and over 100 yards a piece on 12 targets as well. A couple uh, stallers here, if you were to fire them up. Um, Terry McLaurin, seven for 86, which isn't terrible, but he did leave in the concussion protocol. Uh, AJ Brown, just one um, reception for 34 yards. He did have a 49 yard touchdown run, but not much in the air, just two targets. Justin Watson, a flyer there did have a touchdown, but just 43 yards on five receptions. Michael Gallup, five for 98, but no score there. Larry Fitz, four for 48 and a touchdown. Um, Diggs, 57 and a touchdown. Odell, 44 and a touchdown. Landry, 74. Julian Edelman, 72. No touchdowns there. Brandon Cooks, Conley, Cup, and John Brown all have a Touchdown there. Tyreek Hill just five for 72 and Keenan Allen five for 71. Moving into the tight ends and we'll wrap it up for week 16. My man, Mark Andrews, uh, not playing again in week 17. Just one more mention there. 27 fantasy points from your tight end is a week winning move there. Uh, six for 93 and two touchdowns. Um, Mike Kosicki, six for 82 and two touchdowns for 12 uh, on 12 targets, Dallas Goddard, nine on, for 91 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Um, keep an eye on him in week 17, too, if uh, Zach Ertz um, sits for some reason. They need to win that game in Philadelphia, but uh, Zach Ertz has been hurt with ribs for a couple of weeks, so keep an eye there. Jared Cook, three for 84 and two touchdowns. Caden Smith for the Giants, six for uh, 35 and two touchdowns on eight targets. Travis Kelsey, eight for 74 and a touchdown on nine targets. Tyler Higby stays hot. Uh, nine for 104, so really the best day overall for the tight ends, but he does not score. We know how much a tight end um, leverage uh, gets leverage with that touchdown. So nine for 104 and 11 targets there for uh, Tyler Higby. George Kittle, five for 79 in the touchdown. And Tyler Eifert, Jonu Smith, um, CJ Uzama, and uh, Matt Lacoste all get touchdowns as well. A couple stallers potentially if you were playing them. Um, Austin Hooper, seven for 82, which you love from your tight end, but no touchdown there. Jacob Hollister, just five for 64. Hunter Henry, five for 45. Darren Waller, four for 37. And OJ Howard, if you're still riding that train, three for 46. And Zach Ertz, again, uh, four for 28. And uh, we don't expect him to play in week 17, but again, they may need to have him play with that must-win game. But um, if he doesn't, Dallas Goddard is uh, potentially a weak winner there. So it's a lot of information, short amount of time. I appreciate y'all sticking around to the end. Um, that is your week 16 recap for uh, the games and also your ballers and stallers. And on the next episode, we will uh, preview week 17 and go over the results of the TCK pod listener league. Best of luck. If you're still in the championship in week 17 and go get those hashtag TCK titles.
That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod and on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast page. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads when applicable, and Lucas's start sit columns as well. If you gain any value from this episode throughout the weeks, throughout the playoffs, or the entire season, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening and give us a like and a follow on social medias as well. It really does make a difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day. Best of luck in the championship round if that's week 17 for you or congratulations from last week. Bring home those hashtag TCK titles and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sky Guasco and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.